good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we will start off with the nationwide COVID-19 report. Thailand logged 5,775 new COVID-19 cases and 11 more fatalities during the previous 24 hours the Public Health Ministry announced on Thursday morning. The Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration said in the afternoon briefing that the 11 new fatalities were between the ages of 37 and 90 years old and included one Myanmar national and one of an unidentified nationality. The 5,775 new cases included 5,483 cases in the general population, 77 among prison inmates and 215 imported cases. Of the local infections, 5,223 were confirmed at hospitals and 160 via mass testing. Now, the latest Phuket Provincial Health Office daily COVID situation report has marked 227 new local infections confirmed across the island yesterday, bringing the total number of people recognized as infected with COVID-19 in Phuket since April 3rd to 20,712. So as you can see, there has been a big jump in the COVID cases here in Thailand, approximately about two and a half to 3,000 cases since yesterday. So I think we are going to start to see increases now in the next seven to 10 days, basically because of the New Year activities around the country and the lack of control, I guess, by public authorities. I think it's come to be expected throughout the world this has happened really. I mean you have these New Year's celebrations, the Christmas celebrations and you expect to see an increase in cases after that because it's human nature to go out and enjoy yourself over the New Year's and try to forget about all these things that have been happening to us over the last you know 18 months or so. And starting off with the first story of the day, crypto traders subject to 15% capital gains tax. Profits from cryptocurrency trading are now subject to a 15% capital gains tax, according to a source from the finance ministry. The ministry recommends investors identify their income from cryptocurrencies when filing tax this year to avoid legal penalties. In 2022, all taxpayers who gained from cryptocurrencies, including investors and mining operators, are subject to a 15% withholding tax, while digital asset exchanges are exempt from such duties. The Revenue Department planned to strengthen its surveillance of cryptocurrency trading this year after it saw significant growth in market size and the value of the digital asset market in 2021, the source said. The department has the authority to collect taxes from cryptocurrency trading as profits from such activities can be considered accessible income under Section 40 of the Royal Decree Amending Revenue Code No. 19. The co-founder and chief executive of Zipmex Thailand said many questions remain about how to calculate profits, including whether a gain from a price increase as the US dollar strengthens is considered a profit, he said. Tax methods and calculations should be more concise, clear and easy to understand. Many people I know want to pay taxes but don't know how to calculate them, Mr. Akalart said. As an exchange provider, Zipmex has been working to develop a system to help our customers calculate profits and losses, but it's very difficult. 
if the revenue department really has such an advanced data analytical system that it can precisely calculate games from cryptocurrencies, it would be a great benefit to share it with the industry. Anon Tadim, a judge on the Central Tax Court, wrote in an article that any traders with gains from the sales of cryptocurrencies are considered beneficiaries of crypto transactions. This gain is assessable income under Section 40 and must be calculated for personal income tax, said Mr. Anon. It is important that once the seller is subject to withholding tax, the profit from crypto transfers must also be filed for annual income tax returns, as such withholding is not considered a final withholding tax, he said. Sellers can use the deducted tax as a tax credit for a deduction next year under Section 60 of the Revenue Code, Mr. Anon said. And moving along, Thailand's COVID-19 alert level raised to four amid increasing infections. Thailand's COVID-19 alert has been raised from level three to level four, with more restrictive measures to be announced in the near future, according to Public Health Mint Permanent Secretary Kitapun Vong Chachit. The announcement came as COVID-19 infections jumped from under 3,000 a day over the past few weeks to 3,730 yesterday and then 5,775 today, an increase anticipated following the New Year's holidays and due to the rapid spread of the Omicron variant. More closures of high-risk venues and tighter rules are expected under the COVID-free setting and universal prevention measures, said Dr. Kitaboom, as the ministry seeks to reduce travel, both interprovincial and daily commutes. This also includes working from home while gatherings are discouraged. Public Health Permanent Secretary said, I would like to urge people who recently returned from another province to closely monitor their health for at least 14 days, and it would be great if they could work from home, said Dr. Kitabun in a press briefing. Level 4 alert may lead to the resumption of the ban on alcohol consumption at eateries and a quarantine for all international arrivals. The highest alert level is 5, which would involve a curfew and a ban on gatherings of 5 or more people. Thailand has suspended new Thailand Pass applications since December 22nd over Omicron concerns after the reopening of many parts of the country to overseas visitors on November 1. More than 2.2 million people have been infected with COVID-19 since the third wave began in April 2021. Yesterday, Director General of Medical Services, Dr. Somsak Ekisip, said Thailand is facing the fifth wave of the COVID-19 pandemic sooner than anticipated. Over 41 million people out of 69 million have received two vaccine doses to date. Now, just to confirm what the alert level is and what the guidelines are for alert level four. So alert level four basically means refrain from eating and drinking in restaurants, refrain from entering risky places, avoid meeting people outside of your home, avoid groups, refrain from taking public transport, refrain from going abroad. And the last one, which is very interesting, is quarantine on entry to Thailand. So this was announced today by the Ministry of Public Health. It also came with another announcement, which we will discuss later on, which uh, actually conflicts with this one, which is something that is pretty normal here in Thailand to have the same ministry giving out different information and conflicting information. But yes, I think the ministry sees a problem coming in the next, you know, 7 to 10 to 14 days and are anticipating this and trying to deal with it. I don't see any kind of ban on international travel coming, but I definitely can see it continuing where we're at the suspension of the test and go and only the Phuket sandbox being the sole method of entry into the country. 
Now let's hope we don't get to the level five again, where we're basically we're going to see closures all throughout the country. We're going to see curfews reinstated and stuff like that. I just can't see that happening unless things get really, really bad. And in my opinion, really, really bad here would be 50,000 plus cases per day. And if they hit those numbers, yes, possibly we might see level five being reintroduced. But I think it would take a significant hike in the numbers for to go that far and get that bad. So yeah, obviously, we're going to keep an eye on this. Fingers crossed the level four is only kind of like mildly disruptive to us here in Thailand. But yeah, we'll continue to keep an eye on it and we'll update you as we get information here on the show. And moving straight along, high season ends early. Tourism operators in popular destinations face more cancellations as the prolonged suspension of the test and go scheme is dampening enthusiasm for the remainder of the high season. Pong Sakorn, Ket Prakorn, president of the Tourism Council of Panya, said around 60% of bookings in January from 36 Panya hotels have been cancelled. Hotels have also lost more than 100 million baht, he said. Travel agents in Europe, particularly Scandinavia, have pivoted to other destinations such as Vietnam, Bali and the Maldives as the test and go suspension is likely to be extended until at least the end of the month. The average occupancy rate hit 50-60% to 60% last year before collapsing to 20-30% to 30% now, Mr. Pongsakorn said. He said even if the scheme resumes in February, foreigners are unlikely to return until March as they have to plan trips and apply for Thailand Pass, which is a time-consuming process. If more sandbox areas cannot be opened during the suspension of the test and go, we might lose the high season opportunity and have to wait until the end of the year, Mr. Pongsakorn said. The cancellation rate in Krabi increased by 30% from the end of December to January and there are now no new bookings because of the test and go suspension and the viral outbreak overseas, said Chanarin Rat Tia Porn, president of the Tourism Council of Krabi. She said the average occupancy rate is now 20% but more guests will cancel their plans if Krabi is not included in the sandbox areas. Most tourists have opted for refunds for their plane tickets and hotel room bookings because it's easier than applying for the Phuket Sandbox program, said Miss Charon Tip. She said the hotel business will hit rock bottom this month with single-digit occupancies rate as seen prior to the country's reopening. Bookings in February and March hover around 35-40%. to 40%. Ms. Charon Tip said hoteliers may not see new bookings in the next two months without the resumption of the test and go scheme. The president of the Thai Hotels Association, Eastern Chapter, said the government could open the Thailand Pass system for tourists to pre-register under Test and Go. Tourists should be able to plan their trips and enter the country later when the pandemic situation improves, which is a better option for the industry than cancelling their plans, he said. The average hotel occupancy rate for Pattaya in January will not exceed 30% because of weak tourism sentiment, said Mr. Pisut. A viral surge in Chanbury also worsened the situation for domestic tourism as hotels receive more cancellations. He said his association is amassing 5,000 rooms to act as hotel isolation or hospitals in order to help curb the infection rate. So this was all pretty much inevitable with the cancellation or let's say the suspension of the test and go program until January 4th. Now it didn't help that when January 4th came along the government actually didn't have a statement for the tourism industry and for potential tourists who wanted to come here. Instead they kicked it down the road for another three or four days and were unprepared in what they should be doing. 
Now, this, in my opinion, is completely unprofessional and shows a lack of understanding of tourism in this country, which is very strange considering it makes up 20% of, you know, the GDP here each year, or it used to up until 2020. In these areas such as Panya and Krabi, yes, you are seeing a lot of cancellations from the big tour operators such as TUI, who, and in fairness to them and other companies, what can they do? If you want to go to Kaolak at the moment, okay, and you want to come to Thailand, you're going to have to do seven nights in Phuket before you can come to Kaolak. Now, Kaolak and Krabi are pushing to try to have their own sandbox, similar to that of Phuket. That's in the works. They've drawn up plans, but whether or not it will get approval is kind of a 50-50 toss of the coin at this stage. Some of the problems that these areas would have is really a lack of medical hospitals in that area. So for example, in Panya, they really only have Takupa Hospital and that just can't handle the amount of PCR testing that's needed. The same with Krabi as well. So yes, they want to do these things, but maybe PCR testing and things like this may be their downfall. Also, if you're having a sandbox, then you have to have an enclosed area. And unfortunately, Kaolak is not an enclosed area and neither is Krabi. These are big areas within the province which are very hard to control. You're not going to be able to tell locals you can't come in and out or check in people all day. If we flash back to August of last year, they attempted to do a sandbox for Panya as well. Now what happened basically with that was there was no checkpoints in and out of it. People were just flowing in and out. There was no way to control the population of tourists that were coming in and out. Now, if their plan is to do this again, they need to have a detailed plan that's more than just a piece of paper. What generally happens with these plans is they're put down on a nice PDF document with lots of colors and, you know, flashy images on it. And the plan is no more than that. There's no substance to the plan behind it. And that's generally what leads to the mass confusion then for hoteliers and hospitality businesses in these areas. Because when you dig deeper and you start to want to know how things run and operate, there's really no system. And that has led in the past to a lot of confusion within hotels in these areas. So yes, if they're going to do this and they want to do this, and I completely agree that they are trying to save their high season because if this drags on another month or two, high season will be over and we are looking in these areas and the rest of Thailand to November 2022. And how many hotels can hold out to that? They'll basically have been closed for nearly three years, I guess, two and a half years. So yeah, it's a difficult situation. You can understand where these hotels are coming from, where these associations are coming from. They're trying to represent their members as best they can with the government. But of course, at the end of the day, the government will do what they think is best for the country as a whole, not just in relation to the hospitality industry. They have to look at health and safety and public health and whether or not they see it as a reasonable project that can be implemented in a safe and meaningful way. And next up, test and go, nightlife resumption, decision at key meeting today. The future of the test and go program for air travellers and reopening of night entertainment are key issues to be trashed out at a meeting later on today. Foreign Ministry Deputy Spokesman Natpanu Napakon said the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration will decide today if the suspended test and go program will resume soon. The scheme, which provides for quarantine-free entry after one night in a designated hotel, was suspended on December 22nd in an attempt to curb the spread of the new Omicron coronavirus variant. Mr. Natapanu said daily meetings of the CCSA since the new year have focused on when the suspension should end and the scheme restart. This will be finalised at the CCSA general meeting later on today, he added. 
The Friday meeting will also decide on the opening up of pubs, bars and karaoke parlours, according to both Mr. Natpanu and the CC assistant spokeswoman Sumani Vasharisin. Prime Minister Prayachana Cha will share the meeting as well. The Public Health Ministry has indicated it does not favour the quick resumption of the Test and Go programme and also wants to delay the resumption of night entertainment because of the highly contagious nature of the Omicron variant. Under the current circumstances, there is no plan to bring back Test and Go, Opus Kano Pong, Director General of the Department of Disease Control, said on Tuesday. The Public Health Minister, Anotan Sharvaku, said on Tuesday pubs, bars and karaoke shops should not be reopened after many COVID clusters during the holidays were linked to gatherings at places serving alcohol beverages. The government has already ordered all entertainment venues, including karaoke parlours, closed until January 15th due to the spread of the virus. Meanwhile, deadline for arrivals under Thailand's Test and Go scheme may be extended to mid-January. Public Health Minister Anutan Sharvakul said today a proposal will be made at the CCSA meeting whether the January 10th deadline for foreign tourists with the Thailand Pass to enter the country through the test and go scheme can be postponed to January 15th. He made clear that it is not possible to extend the deadline to February or April, as suggested by some tourism business operators, explaining that the government is focusing on quality tourists, not on the numbers. The Public Health Ministry said he could not say for sure whether lockdown restrictions will be reimposed to cope with the rapid surge in COVID-19 infections since the end of the long New Year holidays, adding, however, that the Disease Control Department has proposed some high-risk areas be declared COVID-19 orange zones, under which restrictions such as no alcohol service in public venues and mandatory quarantine for foreign arrivals can be imposed. Regarding the increase in the COVID-19 alert from level 3 to 4, Anatan said it was not unexpected in light of the rise in the new COVID-19 infections since the new year. He said that the extent of the growth of new infections would become clearer in the next 7-10 to 10 days, but said that he believes the number of serious cases will not climb as rapidly as the new infection rate. He reminded the public that hospital beds are strictly for the very sick, as evaluated by doctors, and those who have mild symptoms or asymptomatic cases will have to remain at home or in community isolation facilities. So that's just a quick update on what is coming later on today. They have the big CCSA meeting, I think around 12.30 in the morning, and then we should get start hearing some news, depending on how long the meeting will be by mid-afternoon three or four o'clock and then we'll have a show the next day for you with what was announced. Now the public health ministry are talking about moving the January 10th deadline for coming to Thailand under your current Thailand bass to January 15th though I think a lot of the damage has already been done because I think a lot of people have cancelled their flights already and their holidays or have moved it up already to just before January 10th and now have decided to participate in the Phuket Sandbox scheme. That's a very small minority, by the way. As usual, different information coming out. As we said, they've moved to level four, which actually has in the rules that all international arrivals would have to quarantine on arrival. But yet in the same day, he also announces that we might extend the test and go arrivals to January 15th. Doesn't really marry up together very well, so... I don't know who exactly is in control of what's being said at the Ministry of Public Health, but I suggest they have one person talking and make sure what they're saying actually makes sense and, you know, the different statements are in line with the policy that they've just implemented. 
for me, there has been too many conflicting statements over the last few days, and I, I think that has led just to mass confusion. And I've always said before, the tourism industry needs confidence, and people want confidence in the destination they're going to. And if you're going to keep putting out conflicting statements and information, then you have to expect that people are not going to travel. They're going to cancel what they're doing, and they're going to look for alternative destinations where things are a lot more stable. But I put it out to you guys out there, where do you see all this going? Do you see Thailand entering lockdown in the next couple of weeks? Do you see the Test and Go program being reinstated at the end of the month? I'd love to know your comments down below in the comments section, as always. And moving along, Patio Hotels hope to open as isolation facilities for patients. The administration of Banglamung District in Thailand's Chonburi province, which includes Pattaya, is making preparations to convert hotels into hospitals with a capacity to accommodate 2,500 COVID-19 patients initially if daily infections continue to rise steadily. Chonburi province may also be declared a COVID-19 red zone again as the province saw 769 new COVID-19 infections in the past 24 hours. The daily infection rate has overtaken Bangkok's top spot since Sunday. Total infections in the province since last April have soared to 115,902, with more than 4,000 people still being treated in hospitals. The death toll is 794, according to the Provincial Health Office. The office said that most of the new infections have been linked to pubs and bars in Pattaya and Bang Sen, which were allowed to operate as eateries to ease the hardship caused by prolonged closure. 23 new COVID cases linked to Pattaya's eateries have been reported in the past 24 hours, raising the total number of infected in this cluster to 325. Visitors to Treetown Market in the city have been advised to take two ATK tests five days apart. And finally, the Phuket News. Governor touts Sandbox version 2 targets key problems to keep Phuket tourism open. Phuket Governor Narong Wunsi is targeting a slew of problems in the hope of launching a Sandbox version 2 so that tourism to Phuket may remain open and continue to generate much needed income for people living on the island. More Moderna on the way for fourth booster shots. Budgets have been approved to purchase 60,000 doses of Moderna COVID-19 vaccine, which will be used to provide a fourth booster shot for Phuket residents later this month. And finally, Phuket scrambles for hospitals to keep tourists out of hospitals. Phuket health officials are scrambling to identify some 780 rooms at hotels across the island to serve as home isolation rooms for tourists infected with COVID-19 but suffering only mild symptoms of infection instead of having the infected tourists admitted to hospitals. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.